everybody, it's Jeffrey Lyles. You're listening to Lyles Movie Files. On today's show, we decided to break down why Solo failed at the box office, why more people need to appreciate the prequels, and all the drama going on with The Walking Dead with Andrew Lincoln deciding he's about to leave after season nine. So we talk about that. We also dip into the Drake Pusha T beef, and we even take a few shots at Roseanne. Hope you enjoy the show. I'll talk to you on the back end. All right, everybody, it's Jeffrey Lyles. You're listening to Lyles Movie Files. We've got a big week, lots of cool stuff to talk about. And shout out to Gunner and Sunner. Sunner's a little under the weather, so he won't be joining us this week. But standing in, as always, we've got the rest of the guys, starting off with the man, Jay King. Javon, what's up on your end, buddy? Man, what's good, Jeff Lyles? How's everybody doing out there? Hopefully good. And Jace, what's Jay King? On your end, little brother. Uh, nothing much, man. Just trying to make some money. That's a good goal. Hey, Chief, what's happening on your neck of the woods? Everything is good. Everything is good. Shout out to the fellas and shout out to uh, our, our folks listening to the podcast. How y'all doing out there? Yeah, man. And definitely a shout out to everybody who's listening because May was our highest month of downloads so far. So thank you all for downloading Lyle's Movie Files and subscribing on iTunes and wherever else you listen to these fine podcasts. Hell yeah. Thank them people, man. Fine people. Good, good, clean people. Good people. <laughs> Some people good. Let's just get right into it with the first thing off the bat. Um, so this weekend was the big release of Solo, and Solo was the third of three blockbusters that came out in the span of four weeks, and maybe not so surprising, maybe it was five weeks. Not so surprisingly, Solo didn't do so well, and over the course of the four-day Memorial Day weekend, it managed to earn a whopping $103 million. That is by far the lowest amount of any Star Wars film, a huge disappointment for Lucasfilm and parent company Walt Disney. And I, I I wish I understood all the different reasons. I like Solo, thought it was good. But as I heard from more people, a lot of folks were trying to make their put their money where their mouse were and their Twitter and their Twitter tweeting fingers. They were making sure that Disney knew that they were not happy with what's become of the Star Wars franchise. And so Solo, unfortunately, had to take that bullet because I think if people could have retroactively gone back and not paid to see Last Jedi, they wouldn't. But Solo, being the first film since Last Jedi, had to take the bullet. Fellas, what do you think about this? Is Star Wars fatigue real? Or is this just a case of too many variables to to get in the way and mess everything up for solo and likely its chances of having future installments uh javon you you saw it and i know in the text thread you were hyping it up what you think about it what did you think about this reception for solo you know honestly i thought it was good i was like okay when i started looking at the feedback I was like, <clears throat> excuse me, what, what are y'all expecting? Like, I heard somebody today say they wish that they had cast young Han Solo or they had cast Brad Pitt in the role of Han Solo. Uh, I was like, you none, like you ninny? No. It, it, it's young Han Solo. It's before he becomes 
what you know him to be and that that and that is in and of itself is what i think ruined this experience for most folks especially those of us who have grown up and, and and watched star wars films for now 40 years you have your images of what the movies are going to be based on what was before we got to divorce ourselves from what once was so we, we can embrace what is now and i know if you go back a few podcasts and you hear how critical i was of the last jedi that was just because it was dumb they did things that didn't really make sense to me these offshot from the star wars narrative movies these these from from the 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 chron- i guess the chronological order of the the sky water skywalker involvement right these yeah. movies to me have been a, a better movies than what we've gotten in the last what one two three four five films of the skywalker star wars story they've been better than me i'm sorry but I really don't think there's any fatigue either, Jeff, because if they do another one, like the Boba Fett movie is going to come out. Yeah, people are going to go see that, and they'll complain about that too. It's like people who do Yelp reviews for Wendy's. You pay $3 for a meal. Davis, what do you think? I think some of them, I didn't even watch the movie. I think that's the problem. People didn't go see the movie. Well, I mean, right. yeah, I mean, but they're, they're complaining. I'm already poo-pooing over this because I'm not, I don't want to invest in any more Star Wars movies. I mean, some of that is because Disney just didn't look at the landscape when they decided to release this, like, less than a month after Avengers. Like, I don't know if they moved something. I mean, because they even moved Avengers up a week. So it makes no sense that they didn't think, wait a minute, as soon as the calendar went, they're like, wait a minute, we're going to have this be a week before. This really was going to come out a week after Avengers. Like, you weren't going to get 150 million after the week after Avengers. Like, moviegoers just don't have money to go and see three blockbusters in a row. I mean, and Deadpool was already in that mix. It was like, they just don't. So that's that's your that's the first piece. The second piece is, like you said, like Last Jedi was not received well. They they weren't mysterious about like kind of what this movie was about. But it was just, we don't know. I mean, like, they didn't say, hey, you know, this is a heist movie, you know, big bank movie. I mean, it, it just didn't seem like, I mean, you almost seem like you know more about the new Ocean's 8 movie than you do about this movie. Like, it's a heist movie. Like, what are they stealing? I'm like, oh, this is the biggest weapon that, like, say, is going to help the Empire, the, you know, who, who the heck is going to help? Like, just say something like that, and then you could say, oh, I, I might want to see about this story. Like, I never, I never knew anything about these guys, so... Maybe I want to see it. But they were mysterious, didn't do anything on, like, what the actual motivation of this movie was. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep this a little short. Casting. Too late. Yeah, yeah, I know. The casting. Yeah, we all poo-pooed on it. It was like, uh, yeah, I don't know about this guy. But you needed a guy just like Anakin Skywalking in prequels. And forget anybody who says Hayden wasn't really good in that part. He, he said those lines exactly as robotic as a 16-year-old who's talking to a girl who's way out of his league. Always should have. So we all thought he was going to suck. So we just like, oh, yeah, I, I'm not really enthralled with him. Disney, Disney dropped a ball on this. I think biggest thing, Disney dropped a ball on this for not moving it back in the calendar. This should have been a, a November uh, Thanksgiving movie 
or, or Christmas, like depending on which way hot Harry Potter felt. But like this should have been not summer or hey, I don't even know what the heck the big July fourth movie is. Like this could have been that. So so this is more on Disney than anything else. But Disney's gonna make it back up because Ant Man's coming back and there's gonna be no that's got a nice window between that and Avengers, so they'll be fun. So don't cry for Disney. Chief, what do you think, man? What happened with Solo? Listen, I, you know, I'm going to be the first to tell you that I didn't go see Solo. But the the quick answer to that is I had no intention of seeing Solo. So um, nothing about Solo interests me. Um, you know, I saw the I saw the commercials for it and you know the trailers. To be honest with you, didn't look that interesting. Um, and that could probably, for me, be as far as I'm more of, so coming up, as we all did, we came up on Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. They were all movies centered around uh, the Jedi, the Empire, so on and so forth, the Emperor, yada, yada. Um, then came out the, the, the second phase of movies, uh, the prequels, and... Uh, they were centered around Jedi. I'm a Jedi guy. I like the lightsaber battles. Uh, I like watching the Sith, things of that nature. Um, Star Wars movies that don't have that or don't look like they have that don't interest me as much as the ones who do. Um, I mean, when I go see a movie, that's a Star Wars movie, that's what I love to see. You know what I mean? Um, to me, that's, you know, you go see a, a cop movie, but you know, not you know they don't they don't have a shootout. You know what I mean? It's, it's what's the point? So, um, you know, I mean, Solo, like I said, I just I just had no interest. Um, you know, they're talking about this Bubba Fett movie. I had no interest. You know what I mean? Um, you know, call me when when we get back to these lightsaber duels. You know. I'll I'll be back in the room again. Um, I, I just you know I don't I don't care what Han Solo did before he hooked up with the rest. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I just don't I just don't you know what I mean. Um, and you know a lot of people out there might be like, well, why you know? But I just I don't have any interest in in, in Han Solo's youth. I mean, hell, when we saw Han Solo for the first time, Harrison Ford was kind of a young guy, you know. Um, and now you know we're gonna see him in his, in his you know, in his, his early early turn twenties. I'm, I'm good. When we, when we get back to the battles and, and the so on and so forth. Matter of fact, when they get back and and, and redeem uh, the last Jedi, because I don't, you know I, I'm I'm hoping that the girl wakes from a dream and she's still in the same position, handing handing Luke the the. Uh, the, the lightsaber and all that was just, um, you know what I mean? Yeah, all that was just so we could just reset. And um, you, you, you know what I mean? In an instant, she, all that happened or something, man. Because I, I can't listen. If you 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 know you you're ruining you know the 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 integrity of the characters that we grew up on. So. Uh, yeah, that's that's my take on solo. I have no I have no reason to see solo. Um, 
you know, if it if it comes on cable, which it will in the next four months, I'll watch it. Free. You know what I mean? But uh and the same with the Bubba Fett movie. I you know, I saw Bubba Fett, you know, you saw him in uh, you know, it was that the Attack of the Clones or something. And yep. that was yeah, that was to me that was enough of Bubba Fett that I need to see. Like how much do I need to see a Bubba Fett now? Like you know, I mean, if you're going to make the journey, make the journey with a new Jedi or, or something like that. I just, we, these characters, you, you've, you've done enough to these other characters, to the older characters, you know. And if you want to keep uh, the franchise golden, because you're ruining the older characters, to be honest with you, I think by um, altering certain aspects of them. Um, just go ahead and uh, just start some new characters up, man. You know, do do your thing. I mean, but yeah, Han Solo. That that you know, I, I you know, would I go see that? No. So it's all gravy, you know. But would I see? Would I come out of my house to see Fetty Wap perform? Probably not either. So, you know, what are you gonna do? Six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. I can't argue with anything you said. Yeah. Well. Let, let's just since you mentioned Fetty Wap, let, let's uh, talk about the main thing going on on probably a lot of our Facebook and Twitter feeds right now. This Drake Pusha T beef that is trying, the folks are clamoring is going to be better than the NBA Finals. Pusha T is up now 2-1. It has been an exercise in rap savagery. No, nah, dude. Seriously. For what? I'm, I'm, I'm 38. I'm 38. I, why, why do I care about rap beef? I'm not, look, we grew up doing a rap beef that cost us two of the greatest rappers to ever do it. So to see it now, when, look, put it this way. <clears throat> if Drake and Pusha T were to walk into the same room right now, ain't nobody going to throw no blows. Is everybody fighting for the same, for, for, for the throne? Hey, after a while, what does the throne even mean? What are you fighting for? What are you fighting for? Well, I, I disagree with Javon a little bit because, well, you know, I'm, you know, I'm from, I'm from New York. Yes, so sir. coming up, that was what, what, what happened in rap. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, KRS One, MC Shan. Oh, MC Shan, uh, the Yeah, I mean that's they, that's they, that's the, you know, Kumo D. Um, I, I hear what you're saying, but I think every once in a while. We need to get back to them roots. And, uh, you know, I, I love a good diss song. Um, you know, uh, you can go back a couple of years ago when Eminem and uh, my man from The Source, uh, what was that dude's name? He ran The Source for a while. Uh, uh, no Neck. And he always no Neck. Yeah, with the, with the Maid Man. Benzino. And Benzino. I that. Benzino, exactly. You know what I mean? Um so you, you, to me, they're entertaining to to a degree because when you most of the times when you get into a beef, it's kind of a rawness to the rap. There's no real, uh, you know, there's no real singing to it. There's no, it's just yo, they coming in there. It's hard punchlines. They 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 get to a point about something, and 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 that's where they roll it. They they come in, they hit you hard. Whereas you know, if you listen, matter of fact, you know, most of the time Drake. I don't even recognize sometimes that it's a rap song until Drake gets to, you know, 
talking on it because of the way it comes on. I'm like, you know, I'm thinking it's an R&B song. So to hear him kind of get back to a a rap, uh, you know, that, that structure with, with, with some peace form, I, I, you know, I enjoy it. I mean, hell, who didn't enjoy the Drake Meek Mills joint? That joint was... Uh, <laughs> That joke was hot, yo. You can't say you ain't enjoy that. That joke was hot. Uh, Come on, man. I didn't see that joke. Enjoy you know? it. It's just, that beef was crazy in and of itself, right? Because for what it's worth, Drake took two disc records and turned them into club bangers. Who does that, right? This right? beef here yeah. just don't got nothing to it. And it, nobody's going to win in this. Nobody's going to win. Well, you know, I, like I said, man. I mean, think about Remy Ma and Nicki last summer. Um, you know, uh, that Remy Ma was, 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 was mean, but like I said, man, I, I'm fine with them as long as, you know, they, nobody starts to dumb out and, uh, you know, yeah. so, but I'm fine with, you know, I'm fine with some more on the paper wax. I mean, hell, Ice Cube and, uh, NWA was one of the greatest beasts ever. Of all time. I just, of all time. Right. So, I mean, you, you gotta get, when they come down and they, and they get into it. I mean, Jay Z and Nas. You every once in a while. And I think, has as you guys were saying, Drake is, you know, um, he's out there. Like almost every song on the radio is Drake. And I think he's going to be a target. And I think he, you know, the fact that he does respond, I respect him for that. You know what I mean? So you 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 get like. I mean, I think at some point. He may get up there like Jay Z. I don't even know if Jay Z responds to beef anymore. You know, he might throw some subliminal thing in there, no, you know. But you know, at seven hundred, eight hundred million in, what do you got to do? And you, but yeah. Drake, you know, he's young. They coming for him, and you know, he, you know, he's got to step up. That's that's the that's the arena that you chose. You out here, baby. Let's let's get it. Jace, what you think about this, man? Oh, it's funny, like uh, somebody on my Facebook wall said, you know, it's nice that these guys are such nice MCs. Because, you know, back in the day, these dudes would have come to blows off some of that stuff in that last one. But these dudes aren't even like the guys you see in high school back in there waiting for the teacher to fight. They literally just be like, I, I, where's, where's, my, where's my phone? I, I'll, I'll say something on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, that'll tell him. He's right across the, the hall from me. Nah, but I'm gonna do it on Instagram so everybody knows. We're about to do it right in your face. Nah, we ain't we ain't about that life. Hey, mm-hmm. it, it's entertaining to me. Nobody's gonna get killed. Enjoy, like hey, this this like old cool mo D and LO cool J. Like hey, y'all say whatever you want. It ain't coming to blows. It's personal yeah. as hell though. I mean, like that that one I I, I, I that last one by uh, Pusha T. That was personal. Like that would have actually been fighting words back in the day, but now it will not. Right. All right, let's move on to the next thing in our agenda. This is a quick one. Uh, you know, we've been seeing a lot of Marvel just dominating everything on the movie front. DC is trying desperately to catch up. And now we got a new player in the game. Spawn is getting this remake. I think when we talked about uh, comic book movies we wanted to see, or black superheroes we wanted to see, Spawn came up. And Jamie Foxx is going to be starring in this Bloomhouse Productions film. Now, Bloomhouse is responsible for Insidious, those kind of films. And I'm really curious to see if they take their spin to Spawn, because that could be a lot of fun. And they could actually do it right. So, what do you think? Are you excited about this one? No. 
No, man. And, and this is the thing. I, and I know the rest of you guys are like, yeah, Spawn, you know, America, F, yeah, you know, all that. But this is the thing, man. That, that's how the we say first one, because you know, y'all, y'all, you know, you guys, like, I don't, probably, I don't know how about Javon's, but I know you, you, you really into your comics, you know, you, I, you know, I learn a lot of my stuff really sometimes just listening to you on the podcast because I haven't bought, like physically bought a comic book and, you know, I'm 42 now and, you know, 15 years. So, um, and here's the thing. The first one was so bad that <laughs> it, I never, like, I, I didn't, you know, like, I'm not excited about the second one. Do you, do you, like, do you, you remember how bad the first one was, honestly? Oh yeah, it was in that era where they couldn't really get superhero Listen, movies, so I didn't get them. I hear you a lot on that. The first one was bad. It, I don't care what era it was in, Jeff. That first one was bad. Was the Green Lantern it was, bad? It was. Well, this is the thing. Green Lantern was what I expected it to be. When I saw Spawn from the trailers and how it looked, I thought that joint was going to be. I thought I was going to go in and this was going to be awesome. Uh, and it was, it was, it, it was. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It was garbage. It was pure garbage. So now we're talking. What that was in the '90s. We're talking. You know, 15, 20 years later, whatever have you. And Jamie Foxx is supposed to be the new Spawn, but is it going to be good? I don't know. I mean, I'm not. So, is, am I excited about it? No. You know, could there be a time where? You know, I'm like, yeah, that that's, you know, I can't wait. But right now, you know, I'm not interested in, in you know, in Spawn. I'm, they got to have some hell of a trailers for me to be like, yeah, I'm going to see it. It's, right now, I'm just like, you know, it's just another movie that they're coming out. We'll see. I'd rather, you know, to be honest with you, I'd rather see a Black Lightning movie or something. We got the show, man. We don't need a, we don't need a movie now. Well, I'm just saying, but what I'm saying is that I'd be more excited for that. Okay. Than, than Spawn. So, you know, I mean, you've seen Jamie Foxx movies. I mean, come on, let's let's be honest about Jamie Foxx movies. Can can we all just come on? Can we all just take a knee real quick and be honest about Jamie Foxx movies? Okay, okay. Well, I'm just saying, we're not during the pledge, you know. Or, or the, we'll or stay the, in the tunnel the for that. But, yeah, let's stay in the tunnel but, while we take our knee. Uh, what's the movie where he had to bite through his hand for Gary O'Union? Uh, listen, there's, there's, there's no Jamie Foxx movie that, other than Django, and that was a Quentin Tarantino movie to me. So there's, there's nothing that Jamie Foxx made that I was like, yeah, I got to see that again. Annie? How many of y'all saw Annie twice? I'll wait. <laughs> me, y'all saw, saw Annie, Annie once. once. Right. <laughs> I'll wait. So let's let's be I honest about that. Can thing. we be honest about that? They they did a Spider Man movie with, with, with Jamie Foxx in it and then the next <laughs> time they switched characters. So they yeah, everything. So you had Yeah, they changed everything after Jamie Foxx was in the Spider Man movie. So, no, wait, yeah, I, I got to defend J.B. Fox here, man. We we had collateral, law-abiding citizen. Oh, what else? Ray. Baby Ray. driver, Ray. 
that that's quick ones. Horrible bosses. He was good in. Jace, how you feeling about Spawn? Oh, sorry about that. Uh, exactly. We, we were ta- we were talking about Spawn. Like I said, we were talking about Spawn not too long ago. It's it's a property that definitely has some legs to it. I don't know if you go with Jamie Foxx. Because do, how many pictures do you want to have of this? Do you want to make a franchise or do you just want a standalone movie? If you want a standalone movie, yeah, Jamie, Jamie Foxx you can do. I mean, he doesn't need to be that old. I mean, young to do that. I mean, because all you're going to have him really for is like the first half of the movie. And then after that, he's going to be spun. So you can have some other like actor do that, the martial arts and, you know, fighting scenes. But no big deal. But if you want a franchise, you're probably going to need somebody a little, I mean, a little younger. So I, I'm do do I want to see it? Uh, I didn't think the I remember seeing the first Spawn, and I was like, yeah, that could have been a lot better. So I would like to see a take that you know understands. Hey, we are rated. We can be a rated R comic book movie, and this is not a hero movie. This is complete anti-hero, and just go kind of. But I mean, just literally do like uh, the source material, and then you know. They they should have I mean they should probably have a, they should have a good product. I think so. I think it'll work. They don't have to go too hard with Spawn because it's not like there's a million comic book fans out there that can be like, no, that's wrong. That's not how Spawn's supposed to be. And Spawn has this fan base, but it's not going to be nearly the same as, say, like a Batman or Superman. Or if you have Luke Skywalker toss his lightsaber and decide he's not joining the fight or trying to kill his <laughs> nephew. My fault. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know where that came from. The best yeah. idea one chief came up with. Literally uh, used the breaking the breaking dawn part two idea that Ray literally just sees like a force vision, but it was all a dream, and then we just reset Last Jedi again. And that's really what episode nine is. Last Jedi. What really happened. How it should have how it should have started, continued, and ended. Yep. Hey guys, let's make sure we have some gas in the tank. In, in the in the deal here in the ships, why do we need extra gas? <laughs> Trust me, I know you, you'll need it. And uh, here, everybody, here's the plan. Everybody, pay attention now, okay? Poe, you especially. Hey Poe, don't blow up half our fleet on one one ship. Deal? I'm Poe, I do what I want. Poe, pay attention, okay? Uh-huh. I read something that was interesting today, and it said that the star, this uh, professor researcher said that the Star Wars films that prominently feature women make more money than the ones that do not. Please tell me the Star Wars films and they and, and this professor researcher cited that the three highest grossing films of the Star Wars franchise are Star Wars The Force Awakens, which prominently features Daisy Ridley, uh, The Last Jedi, which prominently features Daisy Ridley, and Rogue One, which features... Uh, Gosh, why? Felicity, thank you, lady. Nah, man, she's good. I gotta get Felicity her name. Jones. Yes, thank you. She's awesome. She's great. So, she, she, this researcher said was like, hey, the reason these are the three highest grossing Star Wars films is because they feature women. Do you guys agree with that? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm sorry. I hate to laugh like that. No. Jace, please. Jace, please. Come on, man. I mean, like, that's. <laughs> like, the first one was 
you could say, hey, the the first Star Wars, uh, Force Awakening, got the highest grossing because it prominently featured the original cast of Star Wars. <laughs> Pretty much. Like, we didn't we didn't care who the rest of those jabronis were. We literally like Han, Luke, Leia, and Chewie. So sign me up. The second one, we're like, well, guess what? We get to see Luke do something. Yay! In <laughs> Rogue One, Rogue One, Rogue One was good. Like I, I couldn't have cared who was leading that. They were great. That was a good movie. Like, but to use like. Tell me how the next well, hold on, one... Hold on, hold on, hold Let, on. Let's not shortchange Rogue One because it features a female character as the main character. It's not a bait and switch like Force Awakens. We know going in that uh, Jyn Erso is the main character. So with Force Awakens, it's this, ha-ha, Finn is not the dude with the lightsaber. He's not the Jedi. It's actually the desert chick and... And Last Jedi is the same deal. Ha, you guys thought you were going to see a lot more Luke. No, we're going to spread it out to everybody and then piss off the fan base. I think Rogue One is legit because it really does feature the main female character. And I don't think that it's even ridiculous. I mean, I, I just can't quite buy into it because Carrie Fisher is not a supporting character. And maybe, maybe you could say so in Star Wars because she's like the princess, but she doesn't act like a princess she's the one that's shooting stormtroopers and trying to get them out of stuff and but but okay we'll go with that one but in empire and return of jedi she's clearly not positioned as a supporting character she's right there as one of the big three so i would call them the big three of star wars because she's right there we always say han luke and leia and it's not because hey you know she's just part of the gang she's an important part of it javon what are you saying no i, I feel like that female Characters in this universe have always been essential characters. The only two movies I can point to where, where females took a back seat were, uh, uh, was it uh, Revenge of the Sith, where, hey, for what it's worth, I'm a daughter was just barefoot and pregnant, crying about Annie, right? Right. Um, and the first film in that series, Phantom Menace, which was terrible all the way around, but at least even then, we saw the strength of Shmi Skywalker because look what she had to go through. It was like a sad song watching her go through what she went through to raise her son and feed and herself. Padme was, was right in the mix in that, too. Padme was right in the mix in that, too. I was getting the Padme, but she was in the mix okay. of that, too. But to me, Shmi, dude, she had a hard life, dude. She she did what she had to do for her son. She don't get, you know, she was a part of that, too. That's why she's overlooked in that. So, I don't know. That's a good point. I'm, I'm not sure about that. Yeah. Okay. Chief, Chief. Oh, go ahead. Okay. If you want to really test this theory, let's see what happens on episode nine after you pissed off the fan base and put that into your equation. Like that's that'll be the one telling like if that makes more than all the other Star Wars, it won't. So and solo already busted because Amelia Clark is just as prominently featured in all the advertisements. She's right next to Alden Enric and Donald Glover. So it's not like, oh, we didn't know there was a woman in this movie. I mean, she's right there. So, and, and if you want to go with that, then she is part of the lowest grossing Star Wars movie. Chief, what do you think about all this? Uh, uh, Rogue One, lightsaber battle. <laughs> the Daisy Ridley lightsaber battle. The first time she was on the for the first one. The 
uh, Last Jedi lightsaber battle. I think they just be in movies with the lightsaber battles. I think. <laughs> hey, uh, Javon, you saw the movie. Was there a lightsaber battle in 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 Solo? No. No, yeah, exactly. I mean this was the only one that focused outside of the Force. You know what I mean? This was just yeah, regular, that, that, regular you know, yeah. galaxy. It's, it's a regular ass movie with spaceships. So right, right. So what I'm saying, so what I'm saying is this: the whole Star Wars, to me, the whole that's that's what it's about. It's about the the Empire. It's about Jedi. It's you know, um, the Force. And then you start changing the uh, the ingredients, but you want the cake to taste the same. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, you know, I mean, it is what it is. You know, you know, put you know, you can't put equal in my cake. You put some sugar in there. Now, you know, that's right. So, hey, it is what it is. So that's that's what I'm saying. That you you. So, how many spaceship movies have we seen or out there? I mean, there's a spaceship movie every uh, every time you turn around. They're going into space. They're this, that, the third. I've seen three spaceship movies on cable this month that I never saw when I went to the movie theater. So if we're just talking about making spaceship movies or outer space movies with weird characters, then that's that's not, you're not doing anything with the franchise. That's, you're just making a spaceship movie, a space movie. Star Wars movie is a Star Wars movie. It's going to have lightsabers. It's going to have the Force. It's going to have Jedi. It's going to have the Empire, so on and so forth. You just made a, 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 a space movie about smugglers. Okay. You know, it's funny because you, you really summed it up. And that was one of the reasons I was like, man, I think this is why it didn't make so much money because people do kind of, I mean, the lightsabers and the Jedi, that's the one thing that the star Wars has that nobody else can do because it's so closely linked and affiliated with star Wars. And I love rogue one. And my favorite part is still when, when Vader just unleashes on those dudes crashing through at the end. But exactly. it's, yeah, it's just like, man, and I really, really loved how Rogue One played out. I mean, it that just tied it all together perfectly. But Star it's, Wars it's, has that unique thing to it. Jeff, the, the two things about Rogue One I love, for whatever reason, I love when the, the main characters die. I don't know why. So watching the, 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 the shockwave or the, the, yeah, the, the blast radius, the tidal wave coming towards them, I thought that was, a, I said, damn, that's a tight ass scene. And you then know. here comes Vader. You know what I mean? I'm like, okay, that just right there. The movie was pretty good, anyways. Because I give it that it was pretty good, anyways. But you had the Force. You had you had different things about that movie. You had the Empire. You had different things about the movie that you were used to. Then at the end, they give you those. You know that that it's like coming out when you stay at a fancy motel and at the end of the night when you finish doing whatever you're doing, they got that damn after eight mint on the pillow. And it just makes it, you're like, oh, yeah. That that makes it the end of the night special. Eating the after eight minutes, chilling out. But, Chief, <laughs> did you did you go into Rogue One thinking you were going to see a lightsaber fight at all? Or anything to do with Jedi versus Sith or, or the Empire, anything? Well, I think I saw in the trailer, Vader was in it. Like a glimpse of okay. Vader. Okay. So, I knew he, I, yeah, so I knew he was going to be in it at some in point, it. Okay. doing something. 
Okay. So because that, I, but, I'm being but you know what I mean. Oh, 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 totally, totally. But I didn't, right? And I just walked into it thinking, all right, let me see what this is about. I, I, I walked into it with the same kind of what the hell ever expectations that I should have had out of um, The Last Jedi, right? See, my problem with Last Jedi is I had, I had expectations. If I would have walked into it the way I walked into Rogue One, maybe I feel different about it. Because I walked into Rogue One feeling like whatever. But I was pleasantly surprised. And like you said, that end scene, everything leading up to that last battle, but that battle and how when the Death Star struck and they gave they gave their lives to accomplish that mission and what you saw, I mean, that was beautiful. Mm-hmm. That was exactly a powerful talk. moment. It was a powerful moment. And to see how they tied that in. And aside from Vader, man, that dark set... When that red lightsaber goes up, you like, oh my god! Right, because there's no one else with a lightsaber that's gonna do anything Thank to stop him. So it's just like these guys about to get wiped out, and they get it wiped a, out, and they get yeah. wiped out. So it was such a payoff. I just, I don't know, man. I Solo could have did itself a favor. They really could have did themselves a favor. But then again. How do y'all feel about this? Would they really be doing themselves a favor if they were to just throw in, I don't know, Luke, uh, not Luke, but um, uh, Darth Vader scene? But that one did again. I'm sorry, I ain't going to get nothing away. But he was there. <laughs> you know, they could have just, if, and I think maybe it's too late for them, but I think they could have a random Jedi. And this random Jedi could be around. They could have been, mm-hmm. you know, they could get killed later. But I think there's there's a way you can introduce maybe like another person with the with the scoundrel run, just so Han. So we established that yeah, Han doesn't really think too much of the Jedi. Maybe he saw a Jedi get killed and right. doesn't believe in that hokey religion because he saw a Jedi who believed in the Force get gunned down. So I don't right. know. There there there's some ways they could do it. I, I doubt very seriously they're gonna take too big a risk and do another solo with so many other characters to go. I through. don't think so either, Jeff. Jeff, now let me ask you this real quick. Yeah. Do you think? At this stage, it'd be better to do a Boba Fett offset movie or a um, middle-aged uh, Obi-Wan movie. Yo, I'm all well. I mean, see, the whole thing is you've got Ewan McGregor. He wants to do it. He's actually interested, and in, unlike maybe some Star Wars actors, he's been like, "Oh yeah, I'm down. Sign me up." Whenever y'all want to get to it, I'm I'm ready for it. And I think you need to really take advantage of that while he's still young enough to do lightsaber battles and while he's still up for doing some flips or whatever uh, in the harness. And I think that maybe going back to the traditional Star Wars route, because, you know, they were talking about doing a Lando spinoff. I'm like, I like Lando. I I pay just because, you know, it's black dude, the, the black guy in who's around after Mace gets sniped out but i don't know what they could do different than solo and the audience seemed to be like we were not down with what they're doing in solo so i don't know what they could do to make a a lando movie so much more different or so different that audiences would come and check it out and be worth the risk i think what they've got a better shot at doing and this is maybe before solo's box office take i think they take boba fett and put those solo characters in that movie, have Boba Fett 
going after Han, start that rivalry in a Boba Fett spinoff. You know, like they did with uh, Batman versus Superman, where we don't need a Batman movie. We can just throw Solo into the Boba Fett movie. And that's the mark that he's trying to take down or whatever. So that's what I would do, just because I don't think they can get away with getting another Solo film. They've already got this cast lined up for more films. There's a cheap way to do it, and... You know, Boba Fett's popular enough that maybe people would be invested in seeing these solo characters running against him. No, that's dope. That's two birds. You know, another thing. What's up? At at the age that Han is, right? Yep. Uh, Now, is that before or after the the Jedi Purge? This is after the Jedi Purge because the Empire is in control of everything. Okay, so so the Empire's in, in control of everything. Like they could have been, it could have been a movie where they were smuggling a Jedi somewhere, and and put a yeah, Jedi in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I really get what they were trying to do. They were doing something. We're gonna do a totally different take on Star Wars. But I think the audience is like, look, we want Star Wars. I mean, Disney with their Marvel brand can do everything else. Like we can make a Black Panther spy movie, uh, political, social commentary, we can make that film. And we can also make a, a cartoon, a space movie with Guardians of the Galaxy. And then we can make a heist movie with Ant-Man. And and they can do that. Or we can do like a super far out there magical film with Doctor Strange. They can be as versatile and do whatever they want to do. But Star Wars, you think of Star Wars, you think of like, lightsaber you think of Darth Vader's breathing maybe you think of the droids you think of Chewbacca and that's Star Wars and I think they they strip down a little bit too many elements that people think of when they think of Star Wars Rogue One worked because people wanted to see a war the war after the aftermath of the Empire being in charge and the rebellion finally starting to to take shape and starting to make that big move to get them and it just worked because we know where that's going Solo we knew going in the characters that were definitely going to survive. And I think I, that kind of hurt it. Go ahead. You know you know what I think also, Jeff? And this is something that I ran into when I was talking to a guy in the theater. He said this. My pro- This is after the movie. My problem with the movie is that I already know in my mind who Han Solo is. And this guy just wasn't Han Solo. But my feeling was this is young Han and by the time we see Han as we know him as Harrison Ford, mm-hmm. hey, for what it's worth, that guy was in his mid thirties. Even what, what, how old was Harrison Ford when he was uh, Han Solo? He had to be I think he's mid thirties. Yeah, you talking about a guy who's not just confident in himself as uh, uh, the the character, but the man, the actor himself. I'm already hey, look. I'm I'm thirty. I'm feeling myself. I'm 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 at a stage in my life where you know he knew how to play that, like. The ad lib, the I love you, I know. Only a guy who's been, you know, I've been around. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That translated with Han because he had been around. He, the character himself, the the actor rather himself had been around, and he portrayed that machismo. He gave you that. <laughs> this guy wasn't supposed to be that yet. Right, right. So and I think that was something a lot of people were complaining about the prequels, where they're like, Darth Vader's not being cool. He's not being bloodthirsty. And it's like, this dude has to get there. He has to go through this tragic 
childhood and miserable yeah. life experiences so he can be this. He's not supposed to be cool as a teenager. He's supposed to be an awkward teenager awkward. who's been up yeah. on his mom all this time. And now he's around somebody he's feeling. And in some ways, it's kind of replaced his mom as a woman in his life. He's going to do everything he can to make it work because he's already seen right. his mom die. So anyway, right. I, I've always thought that Hayden Christensen got a bad rap because he played it. Dude, like I'm gonna tell you, Jeff, I'm going to tell you something. Jason, too, I hope you're listening. Y'all completely changed my mind on that because uh, if, I don't know if y'all noticed, but um, TNT was running the stuff. Uh, yeah, they were. All yeah, Star yeah. Wars movie. Right. And I I went back and I watched for what it's worth. And we sat here and watched and I said, yeah, these dudes changed my mind because I looked at it, how Hayden played it and he played it well. Yeah. The, the material he was given was, it's like, dude, if I, everybody watched Chopped Hill or know what Chopped is, and listeners, I, I know y'all know what Chopped is, right? You, you see the baskets that they give people sometimes and ask them to create a meal? It's like, I'm going to give you, all right, now, you got to create a meal, and I'm going to give you, um, hey, Chief, what was we talking about earlier? Potted meat food, pork parts in a can, gummy bears, and a stapler. All right, now, make me a creme brulee out of that. Or make me five-star dining from that. And that's kind of what Hayden did with bad script. I'm not calling him the finest actor in the world. I'm just saying, I'm just calling it like I saw it. I finally got to see it without objection. Is that this was a guy who was given some terrible lines and delivered best he could, and he portrayed that kind of emotional uh, 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 vulnerability that a 15-year-old kid would have who just lost his mother and is feeling a girl. You know what I mean? It, it, you can't even really equate those feelings because we I've never been through that. But he mm-hmm. tried his best, and he did a good job of trying to portray that. And yeah. even a guy now who's got a kid on the way and all that stuff, what he did in the Revenge of the Jedi, or I'm sorry, Revenge of the Jedi, um, yeah, exactly. Revenge of the Sith, yeah, yeah. he portrayed all those. I'm trying to hold on to what I got, man. Mm-hmm. Like That desperation. I'm you a powerful, that desperation. Hey, the power, most powerful scene in that movie is him... And Obi-Wan, huh? Oh, well, there, there's a couple. That opera scene I really like because you could see him oh, the opera scene. listening and taking all that in like, well, I could do that and that could work. I could do that. That, that, could, that, could, that could do it. And and then the other scene when he's confronting mm-hmm. uh, Palpatine, when he finally realized who he is and he's like, well, I guess Mace I should. should. No, that, but even before that, like when he first oh, comes right, out right. and he's like, well, yeah. He's like, I should turn this dude in. And he's like, his first instinct is like being that hero. But it's like, yeah. he's never had my back. And this dude who I have my lightsaber on, he's trying to help me save my wife. And he's too naive. Ooh. And he's been so manipulated. And he doesn't know who to trust. That he's just going yeah. with well, this dude saying he one just, thing. And he he's telling him, right? Yeah, he's like, you and he has an immature 23 year old kid who has no idea what to do and he can't rely on his best friend mentor because he's too far into the jedi to give him real advice he can't even come to him and tell him hey i got married and i'm really happy but it's against the jedi order and i know you guys are gonna expel me but the jedi are the only thing i ever have it's like he's so desperate for that everything that he lost and and Palpatine is like, look, and could I got lose. you. And could lose. Right. And that's why I think when people hate on the prequels, they totally 
they just don't get it. Palpatine is the bad guy, and he is just manipulating everything from the jump. And mm-hmm. the first, like Phantom Menace, is not the great movie, but you're seeing how he's setting everything up so he can take charge of everything. And and Anakin, oh, Qui Gon, and Padme are just kind of swept in the wave, and they don't even know it. And then with Attack the of the Clones, yeah, and then Attack of the Clones, it's like, oh shoot, yeah. Now we see everything that he's starting to do, and it's it's starting to get really bad. And when it ends, it's like, shoot, this Joker just came up and got that army that he wanted. And now we yeah. see that he's got stormtroopers, and nobody knows it. And Anakin is just like, I'm so desperate. I'm doing this thing on the low. I think they messed up by not doing the Clone Wars. They could have got three more. Uh, not the cartoon. I'm talking about yeah, live action. Three, three Clone Wars movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think They're they messed not, up by not doing are, that. They are not like Hayden Christensen doesn't look super old, and Ewan McGregor doesn't really look old. You put on facial hair, you can you can take shave off like five ten years on him. I don't think and you know shoot they don't even have to focus on him. They could just have Anakin because I mean Hayden Christensen's calendar should be wide open. He they can have him and Ashoka and just have their adventures and they'll be fine. And we can have like you know McGregor show up like you know for ten minutes every film, but they can still theoretically do that. Right. Maybe they will. I mean, maybe they get desperate after you know these last few films don't do what they think they wanted want and go desperate. Okay. Do you think they would actually do after the last Star Wars? The, basically, the end of the three Star Wars that deals with the Skywalkers. Do you think they're gonna? try and plot a whole new course with these new characters or do you think they're going to actually more revisit the blank spot i don't know what they're going to do i think i really think what they should do is make a cartoon series to fill in the gap between jedi and force awakens because that seems to be the only way they can do that i mean geez carrie fisher's not around to to take part in anything like that and harrison ford is not going to sign off for a, a prequel sequel trilogy <laughs> set up so a cartoon fills in gaps and they can run it as long as they need to and and actually explain what the heck the first order was doing why no one who fought the empire thought that the first order was just somebody to be ignored and let them get to the place where they're building a planet killing destroying base yeah, i'm gonna actually start there's like a book that quote unquote explains the first order i'm gonna read that and see if they, they make any sense because it's just like it's like 30 years that everything we knew went to crap and the first order was magically born because I, I played like the video game battlefront 2 and they try and act like there's a synergy and it's like even this has a giant gap so maybe if you read a book the book it'll help but i still think that like you said there's just too much that 30-year gap has to be explored in some medium it's just you're you're asking the goodwill of the people just too much to fill in those gaps automatically. It's like, yeah, Ray, Finn, and Poe are just the new heroes. Yep, they're and, and I think that the thirty year gap is enough ground for them to focus on the characters that people really love. Like, hey, sorry about killing Luke. Sorry about killing Han. And sorry Leia's not going to be in the third film. But here's a series where we can focus on all of them, and you don't even have to worry about these new characters that half of y'all don't like. Deal? Deal. Because they don't actually come around. They don't come around almost until that movie. Like at the end of the series, you'd probably come up with how 
poem and a fin is conscripted into the first order. You, yeah, can, can I share with y'all what I thought this should have happened? How they should have did it? All I need is two minutes. Now, I think what they should have done, like part of the element for this movie is right. But Jason, you remember Knights of the Old Republic uh, 2, right? Yep. How, what was it, Revan and Malak or something, whatever, your character, and they went and destroyed the planet and whatnot? While that was still, the first like, one. Okay, the, okay. The second one kind of explains kind of what started them on that path. Right, 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 right. I think they should have took a trace element of that and also followed from the books, right, how uh, uh, um, Han and Leia have three kids, right? Yeah. And how one of them gets corrupted to the dark side, right? There, right. There's a lot but, better scripts out there than what happened. I mean, I just... Yeah, like, there's a ton. Probably, there, was, there is nothing that stops Ray and uh, Kylo Ren from being in the Jedi Academy together. Like, there's nothing that stops no, it. No, no. It's like, because basically, Ray basically comes right. out is a Jedi in one movie. She she met Luke for like a week and she's a Jedi. Like so there's plenty of scripts <laughs> where you could have just said, hey, Luke, like, you know, hey, we, you just do like the prequel. Hey, you know some of what happened. Hey, Luke has been training Jedi for thir- the past 30 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, General Han Solo makes sure the Republic's stable while Princess, I mean, uh, General... Uh, what a queen, what a prime minister, Leia Organa is mm-hmm. making sure the Republic's there. There's some solo twins, whatever. There's plenty of right. stuff. It's just this. The first they movie played homage to Star Wars and didn't evolve the whole story. And then it just, and then the last one just kind of crapped on everybody. So it's like, well, what yeah. are we doing here? Good. Yeah. All right. Good, good, good deal. All right, fellas, let's move on because. I can keep talking about Star Wars, but yeah. All right. So the big news, maybe the biggest on TV front this week was Andrew Lincoln will not be back on Walking Dead when season 10 kicks off. Uh, Season 8 just wrapped, so that means he's got one more season. There's various reports that he may not have a prominent role in season nine and they may start phasing him out. So he may not be there through the whole 22 episodes. And, of course, Lori Cohen, who plays Maggie, is also kind of on her way out of it. And let me check, because I want to make sure I didn't butcher her name. I think it's Lauren Lauren Cohen. Yeah. And so I did butcher her name. But she's also not going to be there for most of season nine. And the replacement backup plan now is to make Daryl Norman Reedus the leader, the main character of The Walking Dead. We talked about this uh, offline, but Chief, what do you think about this? Or is it time to pull the plug, or are you excited about the potential future of Walking Dead? I don't know. One of you guys said it, or I read it somewhere. But they said uh, this whole time they could have been grooming Carl to take over, but oh wait, um, <laughs> right. And so, you know, this is a, a perfect. It's a funny moment because Carl would have been one of those characters that they could have focused on, and he might have still kept the show interesting without his father. You know what I mean? Right. Um, 
Now, the rest of them, I don't, I, you know, Walking Dead has become, it was slowing down anyway. Let's let's just be honest about that. I mean, it hasn't had a great season in a few seasons. Um, without Rick, I think those uh, mediocre seasons just just I think it becomes I think it becomes you know a garbage show. Like, you, what's the other thing? Fear of the Walking Dead. Nobody watches. So I I don't know. I mean. They're not. I don't know. Pay man, if you want to keep it going, you somebody need to pay pay Rick, move his family here, something. <laughs> but um, I'm I mean, you know, seriously. I mean, you've gotten rid of, you know, you in your in your in your hurry to kill off a lot of characters, mm-hmm. you've gotten rid of a lot of guys who could have taken it over, and it right. could have been one of those things where. Rick hits you like you know after the after the uh, like football after a team drafts, then one of the players be like, oh, "I'm gonna retire now." <laughs> He's like, "What? Why didn't you say something before the draft, dude?" So, um, it might have been one of those situations. But I'm thinking to myself, you know, uh, you could have, you know, you could have kept several characters alive, man, if you were gonna get rid of, you know. Cause we had some favorites in there. Uh, what's the uh, the uh, the Asian guy got hit in the head? Clint. <laughs> Clint. <laughs> yeah. So Abraham. you could have kept right. You could have killed Abraham still. Kept Glenn. So uh, you know it's just different things that you, you different characters that you killed off that were were favorites in some way and could have kept the show kind of you know still moving along without Rick. I don't know how you do it without Rick. Unless you introduce a character this season that people grow to love in a season, I don't know. You know, can you do that though? We'll see. Chase, how about you? What do you think? Uh, I'm I'm gonna agree with Lonnie. You should have. You, you, this is one of those times you have to sit down with all the main characters and be like, okay, we we've, we've been here nine seasons. Does anybody else want to leave? Like, we can write you out, but let us. I mean, hey. We can advance. We can even advance the story like two or three years if we had had Carl and had Carl taken over. Like Rick is gone to hang out with his cousin on Fear the Walking Dead, somehow taking Judith with him. But Carl is now leading a group of uh, survivors in this new community. Like there's there's an option there. But if Daryl is, I think you were saying in the text, Jeff is like we have to make rehabilitate Daryl from the usual, the bonehead who didn't kill Negan and all the rest of the saviors. Now to be this smart and intelligent general, yeah, that's going to take a little bit of work. A whole lot of work. We have 22 episodes, but I'm going to tell you, I'm down for about 10 of those episodes. So, you know, choose accordingly. Because that last season of Rocking Dead was a little little rough. rough. So, yeah. All right, Javon, bring us home on that real fast. Yeah, Jason, with you, Chief, I'm with you. The last season was Boo Boo, right? And this was an this was an inevitability. As the show goes on and is immensely popular, popular characters are going to leave because they have other options on the table. And for their careers, they have to strike while the iron's hot. Like I'm surprised Michonne is still there because her career is red hot right now, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> 
they're going to lose more people probably because they're going to get offers. Lauren Cohan's already got something in the mix, right? Like we said, and I'm sure Rick Grimes after 10 years is tired of playing Rick Grimes, dude. He's got to be tired. There is no way to fix this show, unfortunately, because it's seen its best days. And even going in a different direction with somebody playing the lead and that being Norman Reedus, it would only be a matter of time before he gets tired of playing Daryl on The Walking Dead. It, 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 at a certain point, you're going to have a revolving door of characters that you don't give a damn about. And you're already experiencing that right now. Because if you killed half the characters on this current uh, roster of The Walking Dead, you still would only care about Daryl, Michonne, Rick, Maggie, and Carol. Everyone else could die, and you really wouldn't tweet about that. I would care if we lost Rosita. Or Tara, I would be broken up if we lost Tara. Exactly. So, fellas, it's it's that time. There are no other nominees. I won't accept them. Today, this week's dummy of the week is Roseanne Barr. Yeah, but Roseanne just decided I'm going to go nuts on Twitter and show my tail. And surprise, there are consequences in America for being a racist. Who knew? Who knew? Um. But yeah, so she's she's done and she's like tried to I mean, she has gone hard with the dragging everything in the world down with her. She's tried to blame Ambien for making her a racist tweeter. Racist <laughs> Twitter. Uh she's she's accused her co stars of turning their back on her because they did not sign off on her racism. And ABC is I just saw is considering a show with the Roseanne co-stars and no Roseanne. Maybe they'll kill Roseanne off. So fellas, let, let's just line up, take, take our pie shots at this moron idiot. And uh, chief, what do you think about this, man? Um, you know, it's a shame that um, the rest of the cast has to suffer uh, behind it. Um, it's, it's you know I I never get angry at people for making racist remarks. I matter of fact I appreciate it if you do because I know where you stand. That's right. You know what I mean. Right. Um. You know uh, you know people oh, I can't believe you know I'm like well, don't get mad now you know that you never have to speak to them. Uh. You know if they if you know if they're at work with you you don't have to speak to them if they're an actor you don't have to support their movies if whatever the case may be. Um, so I never get mad behind that. I, I actually, you know, I thank you because that's how you really feel. And now, you know, like for, and I'll give you a perfect example, Mel Gibson. Used to love some Mel Gibson. I went to, I used to watch his movies, this, that, and the third. I don't support anything Mel Gibson anymore. I won't support anything Roseanne Barr anymore. You know what I mean? Um, it's just the way it is. But I mean, you know, as I'm saying to her, you know what, I can't give you any more of my money for anything. And people are like, I can't wait to throw money at you. So, you know, you'll be all right without my dollars. But just knowing that I'm not going to give you my dollars makes me feel better about the situation. Now, um, I, I could never understand why people want to put out, especially actors, actresses, uh business owners 
to me, stick to your 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 profession. See, I, I think people people like that always go wrong with giving you their opinion or their feelings on some political issue. Like, stay out of you. That's not even your lane. If you want to be a politician, then quit acting or whatever you do, become a politician. You know what I mean? Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, I don't even, you know, I can't even eat Papa John's pizza no more because this fool then came out with some absurd, you know what I mean? And I love Papa John's pizza. Uh, so, because, you know, it came with the little butter sauce thing. You could dip the crust in. Anyway, so now you can, I can't even enjoy that. So I think that if you have a, uh, if you feel a certain way, uh, you know, religion, I think you can't, you can't go in on religion and you can't go in on politics. That's, you know, that's two things that you definitely have to stay away from if, you know, you're, 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 that's not your business. Um, so, you know, uh, Ambien, whatever, or because she went back in her character anyway. But then again, you know, there's no excuse for trying to compare a black person with an ape. You know what I mean? I'm glad she actually decided to remind everybody that she is a bigot and a racist. And the writer, the head of Fox, I mean, uh, ABC said, hey, wait a minute. This is abhorrent. Like, we shouldn't actually promote this somebody. Like, even if we move... Fifty million dollars, not to have this person on our on our airways anymore. That's a good call for business, and I'm quite glad she did. I mean, like, and you say like everybody else is hurt because, like, Chief when he says like you know everybody else is hurt. If I if I associate with somebody I know is a a racist, you should perk down on me too because I'm just like I'm laughing at all the racist jokes they probably make on stage. You know, on set and like, ha ha ha, that's that's a, you know, she's such, she's she's a kidder. But no, you you literally like for years, you knew exactly what she said, and then you decided to cozy back up with her when she had a script ready for you, or when the writers called. So I don't I don't think I don't I don't even think anything good about all, any of them for losing a check. It's like, hey, you knew who she was, you signed on to that boat too. All right, Javon, take it on. Roseanne has always been. Just what she advertised over the last, I guess, 24 to 48 hours. It's just in the Twitterverse that we have now, the instant information universe, we got direct access to her comments. And to blame your takes on prescription drugs, Ambien, whatever the case may be, that just shows a weakness and it's not a weakness as an addiction it's a weakness in saying I, I can't own my own words because here's the thing about it you've always felt these kind of feelings toward minorities you've always felt these kind of feelings toward people who weren't like you it's just you got caught and for all the apologies and pseudo apologies for her now saying that people threw her and her, her people threw her under the bus. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like, look, nobody threw you under a bus that you weren't driving your damn self. I'm never going to pass up a chance to defend the Star Wars prequels. And my boy Hayden Christensen in particular. Those films get a bad rap. He gets treated like dirt. And all he was doing was what he was told to do. And I thought he did a great job 
doing it. I'm a huge Anakin fan and thought he was a really complex, great character in the entire saga. The only time I do not want to see Hayden Christensen in a Star Wars film is at the end of Return of the Jedi. It was just absolutely ridiculous. But I am excited because my Hot Toys, Revenge of the Sith, Anakin Skywalker figure arrived. So I can break that bad boy down and review it on LylesMovieFiles.com. While you're waiting for me to post that review, make sure you're checking the site out every day, every hour if you're bored. Because I'm always putting up fresh content and probably what a lot of people are interested and excited about, free movie passes. Today I just posted uh, about how people can go see Tag early. Uh, yesterday people came out to a screening and I was able to provide passes to go see Ocean's 8. So make sure you're checking out the site because you can see free movies and who wants to pay for movies when you can see them for free. So check out LylesMovieFiles.com daily. Also, you can follow me on Twitter, at Lyle's Movie Files, and just let us know what we're doing with the podcast, what you think, what you want to hear us talk about. We got our first five-star rating. I'm excited about that. So if you're listening out there and you have some good words, please post it. We like hearing the feedback just like everybody else. Uh, so that's it for me. Hope you had a great day, evening, afternoon, night, whenever you listened. Whenever you did, I do appreciate it. Thank you so much. And until next time, this episode of Lyle's Movie Files has been filed.